Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell, and we're going to start out today with just the name Making Fitness Funner. Uh, It may not be totally grammatically correct. The idea came from the fact that my slogan for my business is Making Fitness Fun, and we all have a good time in the exercise classes. And so, but I thought, why were certain people, why was I just not able to reach them? Why could I not get them to come to the class? So I conducted a very informal survey. And by conducted a very informal survey, that means I made a Facebook post that just said, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word fitness? And uh, I was expecting some very positive answers. And what I got, the first answer I got back was from a friend of mine. We used to share an office together, <laughs> donuts. And I thought, wow, we spent way too much time together. And there were a few that had some really good answers, like it's taking care of the, the temple that you were, the Lord has blessed you with, and then you know, some good things like that. But almost all of them were like, yuck, sweat, sore, tired, miserable. And there were some shoulds, like something I really should do, but I, I'm not going to, or that I can't, or, uh, you know, just some excuses in there. But there were some guilt and angst thrown in. I thought, wow, I am doing my best to sell a product or to, to promote a product that people hate. They think it's miserable. They think it's painful. They think they're going to hurt. They, they want nothing to do with it. I wondered, you know, how in the world can you promote that? And so I started looking at how the rest of the fitness industry was promoting it. And I think that that's where a lot of the problem comes in. Because the main group that the fitness industry is promoting to is the people that are already fit. Which reminds me, I saw a meme just yesterday that I thought was quite funny. It says, when you are at the gym and you see somebody that's really fit walk in, you say, what are you doing here? You're already done. And for fitness, you see these commercials of people that they've done some heroic feat. They've run a tremendous length of time. They've lifted a small car. They've done something like that. And they are sweating. They look absolutely exhausted. And then they reach for whatever product, the sports drink or the protein shake or whatever. They look miserable. Um, they're, they're sweating. They look like they're in pain. And they come up with all of these slogans that, um, you know, they, some of them are memes, but some of them are slogans. You're like, somebody, a friend of mine posted the other day and they said, nothing tastes as good as fitness feels. And my thought was, you are not eating at the right place. Because there's a lot of pizza and there's a lot of donuts and there's a lot of ice cream that tastes just as good, if not better, than fitness feels. And trust me, I'm, I'm fairly fit, but... I mean, I, I can go for an ice cream sundae once in a while, too. So, another one said, so you're sore from yesterday's workout, but did you die? Now, obviously, they didn't die because you're talking to them, but who really wants to be in pain at all times? We make it seem like it's an absolute either-or. You've got to be perfect. You've got to be a size zero. You've got to want to run till you throw up you've got to want to do crossfit till your arms fall off you're sitting there and you're thinking i don't want to do that so automatically that leaves you out so you think to yourself why even bother why try and the other group that the fitness industry uh wants to market to are the people that are 
not exercises that are not completely fit. The big problem here is whenever the fitness industry is marketing to people who are not fitness buffs, they, they lie. They just absolutely lie to you, which discourages people. You know, lose 153 pounds next week. And matter of fact, I really saw a magazine cover yesterday said lose 40 pounds in 30 days. And you might could possibly lose 40 pounds in 30 days, but you cannot lose 40 pounds of fat in 30 days. Um, if you lose that much, most of it's going to be water. You'll probably lose maybe six pounds of fat, and that's if you're really working at it. Um, just because of the the dynamics, you know, the amount of calories you can actually burn in a day and the amount of calories that are in a pound of fat. Or, you know, they they have uh, you know, stick to the all-cabbage diet or the all-boiled egg diet. Or you know, there's always some fad that it's going to help you in the short run. But after a while of eating nothing but cabbage and boiled eggs, um, you may not have any friends left to show off how good you look. Um, so you you end up with misconceptions, you know. Do these exercises to get rid of belly fat. And I hate to tell you, you cannot spot lose fat. You, you can't do it. It's, there's, your body puts fat at certain places that it wants to keep it. And you know, just because you exercise the muscle that's right underneath that fat, that does not mean that your body's going to use that fat next. So you can't just spot lose fat. You can't. People ask me a lot of times, what can I do to lose fat here, lose this little bit of fat here, lose this? And, and, you know, the problem is you could tell them if you just lose enough weight, it will go away. But almost always the spot that they're wanting to lose it from happens to be their body's favorite spot for storing fat. So it's going to be the absolute last place that they lose fat from. And, and it gets really discouraging. Um, so the fitness industry is like a self-destructive beast and, and it's made so many people so jaded and they're so discouraged they don't even want to try because they can't reach the this pinnacle so what i want to do in this podcast over the next however many episodes that we decide to do this what i want to do is to encourage you and help you to be able to say, I could do that. I might not be able to go run an ultra marathon. I might not want to do an Ironman triathlon, but I can do that. And if you can do that, you can do just a little more. And then you can do just a little more. You, you know, the goal is not ever necessarily to run 26 miles without stopping. The goal is to be more flexible. The goal is to have better mental clarity. The goal is to be more resistant to disease, um, just to have a better quality of life. You know, I see things that talk about living longer, and, and when you look at all the statistics, it's really hard to tell for sure how many years exercise can add to your life. However, I'm pretty sure that exercise and other things for fitness can add life to your years. And you can enjoy the time that you have much more. So we're going to work on mental fitness, physical fitness, um, emotional fitness. Um, and, and it's really 
pretty simple. It's it may not be completely easy, but it, it's a simple process. You know, we try to make it very complex. Um, saw a magazine cover the other day, 153 things you could do to improve your health. And, and I don't have time to do 153 new things in my life. So we'll keep it really simple. And some, some weeks you'll say, that's something I could do. I'm going to do that. And some weeks you go, no, that's not me. I'm, I'm not going to do that. But hopefully every week there'll be just a little nugget of something, a little bit of encouragement, something that helps you along your fitness journey, something that will help you to make fitness funner. That concludes this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'd like to thank Paul Sink for the intro and One Accord for the bumper music. Make sure you turn in next week when you find out the most important and probably easiest thing to do to increase your overall physical fitness.